0: Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. Today on the program we have Martin Barr uh, of Jethro Tull fame. Uh, That's right. Uh, He was with Jethro Tull since the 60s. Um, He has made more than a name for himself. He's a Grammy-winning artist uh, and uh, he's ventured out on his own, done his own music for a number of years as well. But uh, but of course, most notable for Aqualung uh, from Jethro Tull. Uh, that uh, infamous famous guitar uh, chord at the beginning of the song. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Martin in here in just a moment. But before we do, let me catch up on a little bit of what's going on in my world. Uh, duck season ended. Uh, very sad, very sad that duck hunting season ended. But, uh, but also kind of happy at the same time. I know that's a weird thing to say because uh, it's, uh, I enjoy it so much. But man, it was a rough season. Uh, my last hunt, I didn't shoot any birds, really—not not ducks. I shot coots, uh, that are wannabe ducks. I shot eight of them, to, uh, like with three shots. They're—they're they're dumb as shit. And uh, but that's—that's that's how my season ended. Was shooting coots, which are not tasty. They're fucking the feathers out. Is even, even feels gross. They don't smell great. They're dumb. They're—they're they're not ducks. And so. My season didn't end very strong uh, I had started out the season pretty strong uh, w- uh with a limit on opening day and never got another limit uh of seven birds uh again throughout the season. I had some decent hunts and enjoyable hunts for sure, but nothing that uh that hit that level so uh so that's kind of what was happening there. That's done. I'm getting a breather i'm gonna get some crabbing in though um in in the since it's kind of the off season at the, at this point, the crabbing season is open for uh, a long time. Um, So I'm going to get some of that in um, probably some fishing in the coming months as well. uh, And, uh, and try and just keep busy, uh, busy that way uh, doing things, getting my dog out when I can. Um, I had a situation this week where I was at the park with my son and uh, I lost my keys. Uh, It was not fun. Uh, I lost my keys in this big open park where there's a lot of space and I don't know at what point I lost the keys to, uh, to be honest, like, but, so I had to leave the car there overnight. We retraced our steps, but we couldn't find them. I left the car overnight. I went back the next morning and we looked again, put up a couple of signs to, for if people found them, nothing. Uh, I had the car towed to the dealership that wanted to charge me up to $2,700 to, uh, uh, to have it repeat because guess what? I also didn't have a spare key, uh, not a good situation to be in. And I didn't think there was any other situation uh, solution than to take it to the dealer. And so I left it at the dealer. Uh, and, but then I reached out to my brother who's runs an auto shop. He has an auto shop of his own and he gave me a number of someone to reach out to. So I'm like, okay, I'll try this. And that person was a locksmith. And, and again, I didn't think a locksmith could even do anything without an, uh, a key to start with, but that's where I was wrong uh he was able to create a key for my car in under an hour uh and it was well maybe just a little over an hour but he he met me at the dealer i took an uber over to the dealer he met me there and then uh created a key for my car just one uh i he didn't have the parts to create another key at that point so i still need to get a second key but i thought ahead at this time and i put an air tag now on my keys so If I lose my keys, then at least I'll be able to find them. Um, Most likely with the the help of the AirTag. I never thought I'd be in that situation, but it must've fallen out of my pocket at some point. And my son was a mess. My dog was pulling me left and right. Could have happened at any point. Uh, We had such a fun evening uh, or afternoon at the park until that happened. And then just everything became completely crazy. It was not enjoyable. Uh, so that was stressful, but it was a one day worth of stress versus two where the dealer wanted to take the odometer out of the car and send it to New Jersey and suddenly take my car somewhere. And I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they were going to have it for two weeks. It was, it was completely a mess um, of a situation. I wasn't about it, but that's enough for now. Martin Barr is here, so we're going to bring Martin on in uh, and talk a little bit of toll. How about that? Uh, let's bring him on in. How, how's your day treating you so far, Martin? Uh it's grey and
1: damp, and uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of a head cold. Uh, but uh, the good news is, uh, is that I I just sit indoors and play my guitar all day. Yeah, so
0: you can you, you can do that you, when it's grey and damp outside, and uh, with the head cold, you can still you still got your guitar, right?
1: Yeah, who wants to be in the sun drinking wine?
0: no no one, no one wants any of that it's, no it's, yeah, it's, I've, it's, yeah i've never met anybody <laughs> <laughs> no no well i hope you feel better soon first off so um, oh thanks yeah. it's very very
1: minor let yes. me just, better my head's not shiny. right yeah, yeah.
0: and and so, so you're playing your guitar. You have uh, a number of guitars. So I was I was looking at your website, and you kind of chrono- chronologicalize uh, uh, all of your guitars. And so, tell me kind of about your collection, and uh, and which ones do you just kind of pick up and play versus uh, take out on tour?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really a collection, uh, so to speak, because I, I play them all. So they're they're all my sort of working tools. And, uh, and I don't have a guitar that I actually don't play. Um, so, that, but there are some of them, are, are, you know, probably would be collectible, uh, others yep. just new guitars. So essentially I, I play PRS guitars on stage and I've probably got 15 PRSs that, I, um, that I've got over the years. And they're all sort of a, a variation on a theme, but they all play great um three of them are in the states and they you know i I keep a whole back line over there. um the cupboard behind me has quite a yeah. few in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That... but uh, yeah you know I've got a, a my I've got two very very nice guitars uh what one's a sixty three fender Strat uh in sort of pink. And, and uh beautiful but it sounds amazing and then i have a 61 uh dot neck 335 and and again it, it sounds amazing so that that they're not sort of in a glass case that uh, i play them i play them on sessions mainly because i would like to take them on the road but uh, i think that would be uh, pushing things a little bit too far but yes yeah, so but they're all um I, I buy an instrument, I sell one, there's a turnover all the time, because <clears throat> I, I I love, I very often see a guitar that, that I want to own, but I usually get rid of one, so there's space yeah. in the cupboard.
0: You have to <laughs> trade it out, you have to, you're like, okay, this is what I got room for, this is what I can take, yeah. and, you know, I think it's not overdo it. Over yeah. So, so how many do you usually tour with? So, if you you you're com- you got a tour coming up in March. Uh, you're coming to the states, and how many will you take on tour for that?
1: Um, well, they're already over there. Um, I've got three PRS's, a Fender Strat. Uh, I've got three acoustics, uh, a mandolin. <laughs> but um, I'll probably bring some of them back. Es- essentially, I-, I I use a Fender Strat. Uh, a PRS, and one acoustic guitar, and occasionally mandolin, and and I'm playing flute as well. The flute I carry with me, I I have my best flute, and I take it around the world, Um, and, and the rest stays in storage over in the States in between tours.
0: Yeah, and the the flute for a number of years. You you like you wouldn't play flute because you didn't want to step on like e- Ian's toes with that, right? You but oh, you, yeah. oh I did. Okay, but oh, you yeah, so you, yeah you, so you don't put it down there. You do play the play the flute live.
1: I do, yeah. Oh, I I don't mind stepping on people's toes.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. That's a good way Easy. to be. So do your um, thing.
1: Yeah, I I think it, it, in the early days we both pl- I played before Ian. He even bought a flute. So, you know, I, when I was 14, I, I, had, I was having flute lessons in Birmingham. <clears throat> and um, so when I met Ian, I, I, I was a better flute player than he was. So I've been playing longer. And uh, and at first we both played on stage, but the management figured out that, uh, you know, that, that they needed to focus on one flute and one electric guitar. So, yeah, so it sort of changed. But then over the years, I, I, I'd play on an odd song here and there, so it, it kept ticking over. But but finally, I think it was in lockdown, and uh, I, I bought myself a very very nice alto flute, and I just determined that I was I was going to I was going to do all my grades, and it, it didn't last like I Got bored with it, but I started playing a lot, and and that really triggered um re- reinvigorated my interest in the flute so yeah it's i, I play it pretty well every day now.
0: yeah so uh, yeah school didn't seem to be like a uh, the biggest priority for you because you were, you were so invested in uh in your music right i mean did uh like was the, did that seem to be the best decision for uh, for you to just pull out put it all in on, on school i guess i'm I, I'm thinking about I have a thirteen year old daughter right and i'm uh, yeah. and i'm and like and I don't even know uh if college is as important uh, now as it was even when I was in college but like yeah, I feel yeah. like it's more important to find something you're really passionate about yeah. and into yeah. and into and just dive into that and if you need kind of basic schooling but a four years in a degree, I think isn't as necessary as it used to be. Like,
1: there, there's maybe. lots of ways of looking at it. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a backlash in England. So kids that go to the really expensive schools, Eton and Harrow, and then go to uh, Oxford Uni or Cambridge, um, they're not very world wise. So, so they're they're not necessarily the the best uh, employment. Potential, so there's a sort of a backlash against that sort of very, very high, intense uh, learning path, Um, and then um, there's a lot of kids who just have big personalities. You know that that they've they've really figured out their life from scratch, and they've they've got full of confidence, full of personality, and, and 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 that counts so much. Uh, I think. So people, people really take that into uh, account a lot, lot more. And then it's just people that, that just have <laughs> no no personality at all. Whatever, you know, it, 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 it's uh, which way you look at it. But I, I, I would be the last person to offer up an opinion. But I would say head your bets because yeah. uh, music's a, a great hobby. But if if you make a living out of it, you're very 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 lucky, and uh, but not not because you might not be good enough, but you know p- people who who are incredibly talented don't necessarily uh, find a way of, of of making it a career. So it, it's it's a very weak um, master. So I, I I would always like to think that everybody has a plan B. Yeah. But who am I? Yeah. I, I was happy. I was very yeah. happy. Things worked out for me.
0: Oh yeah, and it's so different now because everybody can be a creator. Everybody can uh, uh, yeah. make make music. They can do it from their their house on their you know with their with their instruments in the MacBook. Uh, they can they can make their music. But so yeah. the the world is flooded with it, and that's it's great in one sense, but also it's that much harder to probably break through uh, yeah. and. And like you said, make you know, make an actual career out of it, right? And yeah. Make money. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I I think it <clears throat> makes everything sound very much the same. It's a processed um, route into music with computers, and, and uh, I think kids sit in their bedrooms write songs, and and they end up sounding like the people they really like. So they just become a clone of somebody else. And I find it really hard to differentiate between different artists because it's it's a sound. And that sound seems to be very universal in how, um, you know, a female voices are and male voices as well. And, and also the songs. Are there. uh, there's a, obviously the exceptions, but there's a lot of middle ground that just seems that very processed. It, it doesn't really have character and personality and, uh, and 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 that's where it falls flat so i i, I think it's an industry where you, you know you you might make a lot of money in a short time but uh, long term i don't think it works as so much as it used to
0: yeah how long does it last um mm-hmm. well one band that has lasted a, a very long time is jethro tall yeah. mm-hmm. and uh uh, and so you're doing this uh, tour, a brief history of Toll, And that's kind of on the heels of a little bit of the fiftieth anniversary tour uh, yeah. that, that you did. I mean, that to say fifty years of anything is is incredible. but uh, mm-hmm. but for, uh, for tell me kind of, uh, when you went to revisit Tall a few years ago for that fiftieth anniversary tour, when you when you kind of dove into that. What was that like for you? Uh, my understanding is you you didn't listen you didn't previously like listen to a lot of Toll music. You would listen to your yeah. own uh, own own music, but to kind of go mm. back and dive in. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I, I know a lot about Tull's music because I'm on it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but 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 I it's it's like a reservoir that's there, but when I need it or when or when I want to look at it, and I sort of f- fell into it because the 50th anniversary wasn't being acknowledged at all, that, that there was no celebration. There was no plan, the, the record label had zero um, um, promotion uh, uh, in, on such an amazing opportunity. I just thought, you know what, it, it needs to be recognized because as you say, 50 years is, uh, is a long period of time. It needs to be acknowledged. So I thought, I'm going to have to do it because nobody else is going to actually do the same project. Um, and, and it was fun because, you know, I, I always look at different ways of doing it and, and I re-recorded all the songs that I wanted to play on the tour. So they, they ended up sounding a, a bit different. I mean, that, that I gave them a new lease of life because I, I didn't want it to be just a carbon copy, just a pointless exercise in... Re, re, you know reinventing what's already been and gone um so it was a, it, it it was fun it was exciting i was working with the girl singers and 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 they put a new slant on a lot of the songs um we toured it it was a big success and then i sort of fell into the next project which is playing all the back as a as a tour yeah. uh, uh covid sort of uh, rip that apart, so, so it's it, it was meant to be like a very small um, uh, period of time that I was going to do that touring, but because it all got cancelled, it ended up being spread over two, three years, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to wrap things up by saying, you know what, I'm going to do what, what I think are the important bits of music in Tull, from my perspective. And, and and that will be my signing off of my part of Jethro Tull. Uh, so that, that's what this tour is. The history of Tull is my history of Tull. So it, it won't be the, the greatest hits. It won't be the, the songs that everybody would expect to be chosen. So it's just a, a, a different look at what is a huge catalogue.
0: Yeah. And and I love the, how you say that because you're saying your history of toll. You've you said that nobody's Jethro Toll anymore. It was an entity that's finished yeah. and there's sort there's sort of remnants, but this is your your history. This is your your story, you're yeah. part of it, right? So Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I saw everything from a, a very different point of view than the fans maybe or from the record labels or the other people who are in tull, because I, I had things that I was involved in. Uh, uh yeah just just a different opinion and and uh it's 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 no more relevant or important than any, anybody else's but i i wanted to make it work because i thought there's a lot of music in tull that's really really good but doesn't get played and and uh, it, it was a risk because it it must have backfired and uh it hasn't <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it, it's signing off on things and, and then i want to get back into my music i want to do a new album so when i come out in uh 2015 uh, it, it'll be very much me the 2025
0: 2025 right yeah. yeah is that what i said 20 you a, said 2015. <laughs> did i really <laughs> covid, Freudian, COVID yeah. probably got in there a little bit Time yeah is all, yeah that's, that's, is all that's, after COVID.
1: that's wishful thinking
0: yeah. yeah thank
1: you where did those 10 years go
0: <laughs> where did it go like, i uh, don't know we yeah. know we
1: missed a couple but you know <laughs> yeah i was almost 10 years younger uh yes yeah, so, so i i i want to I, i've done a, a lot of toll And it's been fun and the fans like it. But now, you know, after this project, I'll reappraise everything. And I think I will do a lot more that's um, focusing on my guitar playing and my music, my songwriting, a lot of instrumental music. I I don't know. I don't know where it will go, but I, I feel it's time to go in that direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so when you're when you're planning for a tour like this with a catalog that's as, uh, as expansive as Jethro tolls is like mm. how do you how do you go about kind of determining what songs to kind of take out there you're doing it like a two-hour set right so you, mm. you got a lot yeah. you got a lot of time but but kind mm. of how do you approach it uh, when you're when you're um, doing
1: that I've got a massive list of songs that we can all play um, but, but mainly I ignored that list when I started. Yeah. Project because I I didn't want anything obvious. So I just sort of looked at pieces of music that that meant something, and and, and there was the thing that me and Dave (coughs) Pegg, excuse me, used to play on stage. And I thought, people probably won't recognise it, but but I I, I want them, uh, you know, the audience has to work as hard as we do, because it's not in their face. They're not okay. going to go. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. That the, they're going to have to go. That sounds so familiar, but I got no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a, a very immersive project. So that the, there's a the show start. I mean, everybody knows the set list because of those websites. But oh yeah. The- So the show starts with that. Yeah. Now, now if you recognise it, maybe you do. You don't. Maybe you don't. But it's it's a it's a, a toll track. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You you get so their attention right that. off the bat. No. No. What, I, I like which it. one is that?
1: No, I like the fact you don't you don't know it because it's making you work and It's think. making me
0: work. It's, it's, one of those, it's Exactly not... what you said though, because it's yeah. like it's so familiar, but. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, yeah, but I'm not pulling it right off the bat.
1: Look into the sun.
0: Oh, yeah. there it is. Okay,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, and and I've I've, I've I've made it. It's just a solo piece, so I go out and play it on acoustic, and but you know, I I like the fact that people are going, oh. you know, you can almost hear the straw thing going like in a western,
0: it's like yeah. Before we have gone, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, this is this is so nerve wracking yeah it, it creates a tension, and I quite like that. Uh, I, yeah. I just think it makes it makes everybody part of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. And, um, and so I, I imagine you play some from uh, Stand Up," which is your the first album that you joined uh, Toll with, right? So yeah, yeah. You're, you're dive into that a little bit. Um, yeah, everything's represented, but not always
1: the signature tracks. So you know, um, I think stand up we do. Um, uh, I mean, you know that we we did. Nothing is easy, and yeah, we do quite a few actually. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> It's, it's just that I've never played it, uh, well, since the 70s, uh, yeah. and, and, and it was our encore in, in, in 69, that was our encore, that was the big show ending number, but then it disappeared into the mist, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it deserves to have a little listen again, um, yeah, but there's so much to, oh we do, um, um, of benefit. <laughs> Mm. and again, it hasn't been played for a long, long time. But uh, I always loved playing it w- w- when it was written, and when we were touring the Benefit album. And I just thought, you know what? It, it it's it's not obvious, but people are going to wonder what it is. But uh, but I, I think the fact that they realise that it's something really brought to the fore, um, they'll, they'll appreciate, and they do. So it, there's a lot of it's, everything's different
0: and I'm sure for you it brings back memories you know especially those those encores that you had uh, back, back in the 70s and like mm. coming out and like people just like getting super excited when you uh, when you play those songs right
1: yeah yeah I mean I, I, when you look at the shows that the early shows uh, uh, you know well thing about we used to know or I think um, wind up Used to be our encore, but but in in today's world that wouldn't work at all. It's not big enough, so you get into the sort of habit of trying to make it a bigger, bigger show, a bigger ending. And then I think for a very brief time we, we did an ending where it went to zero. So it went like from a real high, it went like whisper quiet. Thank you. We're off. And. But, uh, yeah, you you try everything. So it's the pacing of the show is a, a, a work of art. It's the most difficult part of putting the show together is actually pacing it and make, make it the dynamics work.
0: Yeah, you don't want to end on that quiet note because that leaves them, you know, being like, okay, wait, is it over or redone? You know, we need something, you know. Yeah, it's got to be
1: pretty in your face. And, yeah. and everybody wants that sort of uh, ending they go yeah this is the end <laughs> yeah we can go home now but it's fine you know good we've got what we came for yeah you, you you've you got to pretty well make it obvious i think
0: yeah yeah um yeah so after the 70s um 1980 something that uh, was interesting to me a album um uh that album like was like you, had, you saw a lot of told uh depart but yeah. um but Ian wanted to keep you uh, around. Tell me kind of about that dynamic and how it changed after uh, and through the process of that album.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the A album was going to be um, Ian's solo album. And, and that was his, the whole idea behind it. But he, if you if you like, he made the mistake <laughs> of, of asking me to play on it. So when the record company heard the finished result, well, they're saying, well, you know, it's Ian and Martin. It's a tell album, and and they persuaded us to release it as a tell album. But it was never meant to be. It was meant to be a sort of a departure. I think Tull was in a a tired period um, musically, and and he wanted to change things. I think we, we we all you you all come to this little hiccup in life where something has to change, something has to move on. <clears throat> That's where we were, but we had. Um, we had eddie jobson and mark Cranney and dave Pegg had joined it, it was a very fresh new band and, and and eddie brought so much musicality to the table um and, and it worked it, it refreshed everybody we, we suddenly had to go up a gear to keep up with the guy because you know who's writing um we do um We do have that in the show. Oh, and there's there's good songs in there, but yeah. um, you know the, it, it stretched us musically. It, it stretched us because we had, as I say, we had to keep up with Eddie and his sort of uh, virtuoso keyboard playing. So he, he'd come up with a part, and he'd go right, Martin, you, you, you double that up on guitar. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. but it's great. You know, sometimes you need a a, a kick up the butt, yeah. slap on the yeah. place.
0: You need it sometimes, and and so the the record company obviously pushed for it to be a Tull album. Did you see it as a Tull album, or did you or did you, did you yeah, see it as something I, completely different at the time? I mean
1: essentially, it it brought to the table the fact that Tull was me and Ian. Yeah. And, and I didn't think that at the time. You know, I was just happy to play music, learn music, record albums, go on to. A, you know, you, could, you could call it anything you know you could call it the, the debonairs but i would enjoy it just you know just, just as much i just love playing music so it, it um the way you market it never interested me but uh, but uh, but in retrospect it, it established that that me and ian playing together was what defined us
0: yeah yeah and so so that was kind of like probably a turning point for you i mean for the decades to come as well, just that it was like, you know, no matter the rest of the band, I mean, it was absolutely you and Ian uh, for Toll, and it was this kind of, this bond, this kind of venture that you were on together, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it we, we never knew what was going to happen, you know, we, we could fall out uh, tomorrow. But I don't know, you never thought about it. You, um, I, I just think we, we, we were so I'd only use the word professional because that that sounds quite um, stale and antiseptic. But we were just so perfectionist as as music entertainers, you know, not as musicians, because there's a thousand better players than us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we, we just did. We, we we had the same standards, and we wanted to push ourselves. We loved entertaining. We loved playing music. We loved writing. We loved arranging. I mean, we we're exactly uh, on the same um, level across the board, and it, and it worked. It worked for a, a long
0: time. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I want I want to ask you about a couple of tours because you've had an opportunity to tour with some amazing artists as well, some legendary artists. I mean, did you? Uh, uh, Hendrix is one that stands out. Did you ever have mm-hmm. like a moment with uh, with Jimmy where you know I mean where you just had a conversation while you were playing with him? I know you played with him in Scandinavia and some other places. Did yeah. did, did you have a moment with Jimmy?
1: Uh, I, yeah, yeah, and and they were precious. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, obviously, that they, the, in retrospect, they, they were very precious and, and he, uh, just a humble person. And he taught me more about how to behave as a person or as a sort of mega. Not that I was ever going to be the same, but it, it, it was quite um, uh, educational to see how somebody behaved on, on his level. He was just humble and gracious and um he he just wanted to embrace everybody around him and and he helped me you know as i was first gig i did with a sort of superstar band um i you know i i'd been hidden away for years and and, and he just made it amazing you know it, it was such a a wonderful thing to happen and he was perfect because he he just embraced me as as a struggling musician, you know, being nervous and not knowing what to do uh, is a, a I have a lot of admiration.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and Zeppelin, uh, did you have any yeah. like what were the memories from from that? I mean, something that stood yeah. out from your time. I think something. the
1: same the same sort, sort of thing. You know, we, we, we were going down the same road that that they were huge. I mean, whatever level <coughs> we were at, that that they were a few. Or many steps ahead. So we started off being their support band. And then we sort of leapfrogged from doing that into doing our own tours. But again, you know, there were just normal people doing, doing a job that's anything other than normal. But when you, you know, you're backstage and you're tuning your guitars up and you're changing your strings and you know, you're having a beer or a cup of coffee, you're just normal. You had to be normal. And uh, and and they were uh, they're just good people they're nice people and they still are.
0: Yeah. Um. Tell me, like back in the day, did you did you tour around the Bay Area? Did you play shows in San Francisco a decent yeah. amount?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've got a collection of um, um, Fillmore West. Fillmore. Posters. Yes.
0: me yeah. uh, tell, yeah. tell me but, about it. That's that's my favorite venue of all time. So like.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah tell me about your experiences there. I mean I wouldn't say they were amazing, uh, I think Fillmore East had a, had a more atmospheric, it, it, it just it it had that essence of being somewhere really special to play. Fillmore West was a bit of a, a, a um, you know you're sort of really in at the deep end, it's a huge crowd uh, uh, all the crazy people. Uh, it, it was different. Uh, um, San Francisco was a very different place to to play in and to to visit. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all memories, and and uh, it'd be, you know, it'd be very uh, negative to say that one place was less than another place was, because they all had something that that brought um, experience to me and to the band, Uh, but I I loved the area. I mean, I I fell in love with San Francisco as as everybody did because we'd been, it was our first American tour and we'd been New York, Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Seattle. um, Yeah. (laughs) And it was in the winter. So we'd been around all these places. I mean, it's all exciting, but then we, we landed in San Francisco and the sun was out and it's the blue sky and so it's full of flowers and hippies and beautiful people and and you embrace that and it, it, it was really fantastic it, it was a, a wonderful i was lucky to experience it when i did
0: yeah did you ever play red rocks oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm sure yeah what, and yeah. that place is i mean for a long time right i've talked to so many bands like and they tell me like about how magical that place is and i was like okay yeah, I just it is. To, a it couple is. years back right before COVID, i went out there and went for the first time and i think i'm going to go back this year probably but i mean it's just what an incredible venue that is right
1: it really is yeah, yeah. it really is it, uh yeah I, and, and I, I i always try and immerse myself in where i am <clears throat> you know geographically you know I, I like to see a lot of the place that i'm in um yeah because I, it, to me travel uh that the experience of travel is part of what we do it's part yeah. of the pleasure yeah. of, of being in a band but yeah red rocks was always special
0: yeah um how long uh how long were you when did you start really really running because you you've run marathons oh, yeah. and i i yeah. kind of i kind of envy you for that because i had a stint where i i mean i i was running a lot and um, and i actually I actually ran every street in Napa California um you know over the course of three months um but um, but I never got up to a marathon because i just i i would run too fast and i couldn't face myself really well so like t- yeah. Yeah. tell me about tell me about your kind of work with running marathons it it it's it's
1: it's a big deal, but it's no big deal yeah because, uh, you know, there's both ends and I've done marathons. Uh, and then uh, I had a lot of friends who who I was running with, and one of them uh, got me to run uh, six minute miles, and yeah. and, it, and it killed me. I mean, I, I thought I was going to die, and yeah. and he ran three miles, but it, but I, and I was doing marathons at the time, but it's a different discipline. The, I, I I love jogging. I used to run, so it was a serious pace and you know took everything quite over the top half marathons marathons but now I, i'm like a a fast tourist so um and i love it i love it in fact today i was looking at hotels in the Napa region because i think we get a day off yeah. after the gig and i'm looking for where the trails are so that yeah. we stay in a hotel that's near a trail um, yeah it, it I, I love the fact that wherever you are in the world, you can find something that's really beautiful and, you know, e- easier where you are, but harder yeah. in a, uh, Curitiba in South America or, uh, you know, in um, uh, some Eastern European industrial town. But there'll be somewhere. There'll be a park or a river and that's where you find other people running and you go okay i found the best thing in this town uh it's 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 an important part of what i do and uh, i just it's it's my way of embracing where i am
0: yeah i like that you're playing that ahead of time too you're already looking out for trails oh, yeah. in, in napa and everything like um West Westwood Hills Park is very nice in, in Napa. It's uh yeah. like a mile and a half loop, but you get you hike to the top and you you can see the whole uh, whole town and everything. Yeah. It's uh yeah. it's really nice. So that, I've, I've been, been to Napa, Napa.
1: before, but uh, as a tourist.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I loved it. I loved it a bits.
0: Yeah, are you a big wine drinker?
1: I, I like I like wine. Yeah, and and we did we visited a couple of vineyards yeah i, I do I, and i love russian river sonoma valley chardonnays yeah so yeah. <laughs> i'm huh. perfectly geographically placed to sample some more yeah I I, I I do and i don't know a lot but i know that russian river is my favorite wine growing area in the world
0: yeah and and they make good beer too uh, the Russian River Brewing Company. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm gluten free, so. I don't oh, drink. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're you're fine. Yeah, I I grew up in Napa, but uh, you know, but it's it's different when you grow up in it. You know, I'm not as much of yeah, sure. a, a wine drinker. You know, it's just it's just Napa to me, <laughs> but then. Uh, getting to see yeah. the town grow and everything has been incredible because when I grew up, Martin, there was there were no music venues to be able to see concerts or anything, and mm-hmm. now, yeah. and, and now they have those, and they have a huge festival that goes there every summer. You know, that's there every summer, uh, Bottle Rock with some of the biggest bands and everything, and it's just like this is in in you know pretty much in your backyard. It's crazy to see how yeah. how, how time will change well, things like that. You know? mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I love the fact that people do that, that they find just a a beautiful place and they figure that we'll do a festival here and and people are going to come from, you know, an hour, two hours drive or a flight and and they will come because there's somewhere beautiful. They can stay for a few days. They can experience the other things that that are on offer. It's, it's, yeah, that's my sort of place to be. But uh, when I, when I, I knew about Napa before I even came there. So it was quite nice to, to uh, have, have a knowledge of it and then, and then see it firsthand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so your new, do you have a lot of songs ready for your new um, album that you're kind of, you're planning? Do you have a lot of things in in the works or is that something you're going to get to? Yeah. uh,
1: In in lockdown, I, I wrote a lot of music and, um, uh, and I haven't heard it since I wrote it, <laughs>
0: so,
1: so I know that when I when I when I pigeonhole a period to record a new album, say uh, at the end of this year, maybe yeah. I I know that rather than go back and listen to what I was doing two years ago, I'd just start from zero yeah. because I I love the process of 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 having a blank piece of paper, a pencil, and a guitar. Go, yeah, write them now, and and I love it. I, I just love the fact that you, are you know, you you you're in. It's it's one of the most pleasurable things in music is to write, arrange, and see that whole process from beginning to end.
0: Yeah. Have you thought about
1: writing a book? Uh, I, well, I have, and and I've got a friend who's sort of co-writing it with me. But um, I don't know, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at, a, at a stage in my life where I'm, I'm trying to do, live less with a life with Tull in it and more a life yeah. with me in it. Yeah. And and that's making it a little bit difficult. Um, there's a lot of things that, that, that weren't fun, weren't pleasant. And, and I sort of put those... To the back of my brain, uh, and I don't particularly want to resurrect them. You know, I'm in a very happy place yeah. as a musician and, and as a person because I, I have independence, and and I've really focused on, on all the things I love about music. I don't have any outside influences, <laughs> other than the fact I you know have to keep a band working and make a living. But you know that that's all part of what I do. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm I'm not one to look back. And uh, it's a novelty for a time, and then it becomes a bit tedious. And, and in many ways, it's a lot easier for somebody outside to, to do it completely independently. Yeah. And uh, they're going to make mistakes. There's things that, that they don't know what really happened. There's stories that they've never heard. There's stories that they've heard that won't be true. But I don't know. I, it, it's... um Nostalgia is not always a great place to be.
0: I I can feel that, and and uh, and I can honestly kind of relate. So I'm I'm glad you're kind of saying that. I mean, recently I've um, I've kind of lost a friendship with uh, with my best friend of twenty years, and so I know that I know kind of what um, you know. I, I know what you're saying there with that, right? I mean, and 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 so I wonder if it's kind of like if there's in revisiting some of this tall stuff, is, is there any pain in, involved in that for you, or is it is oh, yeah. it therape- therapeutic, therapeutic in a sense too?
1: Yeah, it's it's not therapeutic to to bring it up again. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of pain, but I don't need to bring it up. Um, I've dealt with it in my own way, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just happier not not talking about it, not thinking about it. You know, there are bad things, whatever you do you know if you, if you work for the and you know the engineering company around the corner you're going to have um, bad memories as well as good memories and it's human nature to put the bad memories to bed uh, remember the good things and move on and uh, yeah, i think that's what i want to do i'm i'm i'm, I'm more interested in the next 10 years <laughs> if i've got 10 and hopefully a few more i mean that, that that's that my total interest is in that <laughs> What's gone? It's it's written in 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 sort of music history, and and I acknowledge it, and I know it's an important part of music. toll's history is in its own way, in its own little niche, is important, and and I respect it, and and I'll always be. I've got information, I've got anecdotes, I've got whatever, but it, it's not in, in my world. That that's not my primary concern
0: yeah yeah no that's that's great and and to have been able to do it for this this long i mean it's such a so remarkable and so rare and <laughs> like do yeah. you yeah go ahead
1: oh yeah well, well yeah i mean it, it is and it isn't you know it's um I, I i just think you know once you take um if you're responsible mature uh, uh and and have a great work ethic. Essentially, you should be able to work with people for an infinite period of time. It's only when egos and personalities and sort of uh, the, the the negative things in people come into play that that interrupts that flow. And um, mm. I, I like to think uh, bands like Count Basie. Um, Duke Ellington, all these old bands that they probably, you know, they've all been together for or were for a crazy amount of years and it never gave it a thought. Just because it was so, what they did was so established, you know, and and they they knew their job, they knew how to do it incredibly well. End of story. Yeah. You don't, there you go. You, you, You just, do your job and enjoy if you love your job and you're good at it uh you know you don't need somebody to tell you you know you're you're confident and and that's where you get your reward so it's uh i i never see the problem um i think people people's personalities they're fickle people can be fickle and as soon as that comes into play things fall apart
0: yeah at what point did you know that this is what you wanted to do for your for your life? Was it when you were really young? Was it joining tall? Was it was there something or did it did that point never really come?
1: I don't think it ever did because it it, it was every year was was you were faced with the thought that it could be the last year that you could do it for a living. Um that there was no guarantee as to what was going to happen the year after or the year after that. So um you know, I, I mean, may, maybe nowadays that there's so much money involved, you can think you know, an artist has made so many millions that that they're safe for another five years. So let's plan ahead. Um, I've always been planning the next year. So next year I'm planning it. The year after that, I don't know. I don't know. My fingers might drop off. I, I it's. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. But I, that's the way I've always been. I never yeah. thought that music owes me a career uh and but but I'm really thankful that it has been a career and 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 I enjoy every year like it's the first one
0: and and do you have fans that have told what come up to you at a show and told you like that they've been listening to your music since like since the sixties and that sort of thing like they and how it's impacted them and bringing their kids and maybe even grandkids into? you know into your music like and we have you had, have those experiences oh, absolutely
1: very often. absolutely
0: yeah
1: and and it's it's fantastic yeah, because yeah. that they're, they're not they're not buttering you up it's a fact yeah. there they are there's the generations and and they're looking at you and they're smiling you know you, you can't you can't fake it um, it's a lovely feeling I, I mean it's it's wonderful and never take it for granted but when it's there you know i i, I i'm i very respectful of it
0: yeah that's beautiful beautiful well martin do you, do you want to close us out with a song maybe huh. uh i don't do
1: songs i can't so. oh,
0: okay <laughs> do you do you want to play a little something on the guitar uh, yeah, to this play one little yeah. thing
1: yeah and, uh, i usually mm-hmm. It's in a, tune at the beginning of the
0: interview.
1: There you go. This is this is a, a a practice guitar, so it's a very short scale. That's yeah. But,
0: is that the one you usually use when you're at home? No,
1: just, no. no it's, it's, I, I, I I opened the cupboard door and it and it looked looked at me and said, "It's about time you played me." I'm
0: like, <laughs> it, "Okay, that. I'm not who am i to you,
1: argue." Don't give me a hard time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how, how, how much do you play a day at
1: this point? Like, how, did, well, I'll, two hours minimum. Yeah, but but I always have. You know, when I go, we we, we had a um, a weekend break in Rome because <clears throat> we hadn't been anywhere for for months and months, and and it, I mean, literally, we just walked and enjoyed the culture. It was beautiful, but I had a guitar Yeah, in the room. <laughs> <laughs> So it, I take it on holiday. Uh, I have a guitar everywhere I go.
0: Yeah, you you don't live without it, right? Like, you got to
1: have one. Don't live home without one. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't, it's not because I need to rehearse or need to practice, and I probably do. But I just love playing. You know, if, if I've got uh, five minutes with nothing going on, uh, I play.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's what you do. It's beautiful. And uh, I'm glad you're still doing it. And I'm glad you're bringing the tour here to the, uh, to the States and to the Bay Area as well. You're playing Napa, Sacramento, uh, Oakland, you know, lots of lots of spots around here, which is really awesome. So I hope Yeah, you,
1: no, I'm looking you, forward to it. Really yeah, good yeah.
0: to see it. So yeah. what's the
1: weather like in Napa?
0: Oh, I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, right now it's a little bit rain. We've we got a little rain here and there, but... Okay. Uh, You know but it's you know i mean we pay dearly for the the weather here so the it's never too bad uh and we have you know the rest of the country is will have their atmospheric freezes and whatever is going on there but but we get a little bit of rain and it's like "Ah, everything's going crazy right no it's 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 nice you'll enjoy your time (laughs) i think i will (laughs) you'll get out for a good hike too i'm sure so i will i'll make sure i do yeah well, Martin, thank you for taking the time and uh, yeah. and and for sharing your music as well and your, your story. I mean, it's Very beautiful, well. and I hope and I hope the book comes together really well. I know you're not. Yeah, playing a lot I've got of it to today, finish it
1: because I started it.
0: So you got to finish a it.
1: Big pile yeah. of pages, and it just needs the rest. I mean, I've got to do it, but yeah, I've just got to uh, be determined.
0: Make the th- yeah, make the time. Well, it's all a matter of what we do with our time. You yeah. you're playing music, and that's that makes you happy. That's what's important. So. Yeah. Yeah yeah well you have a good evening then, and uh, oh, yeah you. yeah we've seen you soon okay
1: thank you all right thanks steve thank you very much
0: that was the interview with martin barr here on concert pipeline and that takes us to the final segment on the program the music news It's just so, so much fun talking to Martin Var again. I had him on the program a couple of years back and uh, and he's just so much fun to chat with and it's great to get lost in his music and he's such a gr- great guitar player. It's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, definitely recommend checking out his uh, shows when he comes to the area. That's, uh, that's March 17th at the Blue Note in Napa, uh, March 19th at Harlow's in Sacramento and then March 20th at Yoshi's in Oakland. So check those shows out. Uh, All right, i got a couple of stories here to wind out the program and the music news. uh, Darius Rucker uh, from Hootie and the Blowfish, he was arrested on misdemeanor drug charges in Tennessee. Um, He was just on uh, Rob Lowe's podcast. I listened to that like last week or the week before, uh, and they they had a really good conversation. But um, he had three misdemeanor charges uh, on February 1st uh and let's see he's known of course uh for his country music at this point but just part of pootie and the blowfish let's see what what happened here he received a third misdemeanor charge he was booked on two misdemeanor charges uh for simple possession and casual exchange of a controlled substance uh and he received a third misdemeanor charge of a violation of tennessee's vehicle registration law for expired tags on his vehicle wow okay that's a that's surprising uh they'll, they'll give you a misdemeanor for uh for expired tags on your your vehicle uh he was uh, brought into jail around 10 a.m on thursday and then was released about an hour later on bond um and he's recently had a hit collaboration with the artist dax on their song to be a man which reached number three on billboards in november so Uh, I don't think this will be too much for him, hopefully. Um, Hopefully it won't tarnish him too much and he makes it through okay. Uh, Boy Genius has reportedly announced their hiatus at a secret show. They said they're going away for the foreseeable future. They had an acoustic show in Los Angeles. Uh, That's Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy uh, Dacus and Julian Baker. They made the announcement uh, during a pair of secret acoustic gigs um, on February 1st. And they have yet to uh, confirm their hiatus on social media. They told the audience that they're going away for the foreseeable future. Uh, And uh, there's the video footage of the announcement but it has not been shared on public public media at this point. So it's all just talk, it's very fresh. Um, But that stuff has a way of getting out, right? Uh, Okay, Billy Joel making new music for the first time in nearly 20 years, turn the lights back on, which is apparently what he did with his uh, with his music. Uh, it comes ahead of his Grammy's performance, um, which has happened this past weekend. And it's his first new single in nearly two decades produced by Freddie Wexler, who's also produced Bieber, Celine Dion, Kanye, Selena Gomez. Uh, and it was written by Billy Joel and uh, Wexler and Wayne Hector. Um and it's a love ballad. that doubles as a love letter to fans who have waited for the piano man and singer to release new music. Uh, no one's really needed him to because he's touring this to, and playing stadiums. Um and uh he's doing all right for himself. But it's it's great to hear an artist that's not afraid to do something new when there's been so much time. And obviously their their career, his career at this point, is not based on anything new. It's all based on his. Uh, material from over the years that um, that has given him a name um, and his, his lyrics say I'm late but I'm here right now though I used to be romantic I forgot somehow uh, time can make you blind but I see you now as we're laying in the darkness did I wait too long to turn the lights back on uh, he sings in the chorus acknowledging it take, it's taken him how long, uh, how long it's taken him to get back into songwriting uh, so maybe there's more music in the future hard to say Um, Paramore uh, did a cover of the Talking Heads burning down the house and that came after the band were rumored to be breaking up well they've had those rumors before in years past but I think the paychecks are probably too good for them to break up Haley Williams uh, has um, a career of her own of course but uh, their music as Paramore keeps them very relevant Uh, um, but uh, the track looks to appear in an upcoming tribute album around the band's iconic Stop Making Sense concert film, which was recently reissued for its 40th anniversary. Uh, Haley Williams collects a package that was, about to, uh, that was delivered to her house in a teaser clip, and when she opens it, she finds talking head frontman David Byrne's iconic oversized suit, which he famously wore in Stop Making Sense. Uh, Cover is largely faithful uh, recreation of one of the band's biggest hits, and you can listen to it um, uh, uh, online as well. So, and uh, as for whether Turmore will make it, hard to say, don't know. All right, one more story before we wind out the program here, Uh, and it is Kate Hudson. Uh, And you're like, Kate Hudson making music? I'm not so sure about that. Um, but she has a debut single. Uh, it's called Talk About Love. You can listen to that online and there's a lyric video as well. Um, the, uh, she's an actress turned singer. This is her first single. It's finally dropped after weeks of anticipation from fans, providing a burst of blended rock and pop sound for listeners to enjoy. Uh, and the song was uh, co-written by Linda Perry and Hudson's fiance, Danny Fuji uh, Kawaka. Fujikawa, sorry, I think is his name. Um, and she celebrates having a love connection on the deepest level possible while being out belting on vocals over columns of synth guitars and a jumping rhythm track guaranteed to raise the mood. She says, "You only have one first single, um, and I want, and I wanted it to be something delicious and sexy and all the things that I believe in. Um, I wanted it to be." open and seeking, searching to find something powerful, but I also wanted the music to be the rock, the pop, the dance music, uh, and even a little bit of the alternative records I love, she continued. It was a lot to put into one song, but thankfully I had some wonderful people working with me, and so here we are. Uh, and uh, maybe there will be more music on the horizon. Uh, I listened to the song, it's, it's all right. It's not really my cup of tea, but, uh, but I love Kate Hudson in Almost Famous. Which is one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. Uh, and Kate Hudson as Penny Lane is incredible. Uh she is she did that role so well uh as a band-aid for uh the the uh, the band from that movie. And and it was an incredible performance. She uh obviously has had big shoes to fill from her parents, who are also very notable actors, but she made her mark, and I think that's her probably best work of all time. So to, you know, I'll, I'll give her music a chance. I would possibly be open to seeing her live. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to listen to more of the music, but uh, but she said uh, in in a video, I have always had a room for my piano ever since I began living on my own, um, and uh, and so she's uh, apparently playing playing the piano a bit too. Um, She's been writing a lot of music and she wanted to start put, putting it out and of course she's aware of the impact of her character that she portrays as penny lane also so that is kate hudson all right that is our show for today thank you for tuning in thank you to martin Barr for uh from Jethro tall for joining as well it is really great to catch up with him um don't have anything lined up right now for the next episode but so it might be just a couple weeks but for all of us here at concert pipeline i'm steve jones